These are quite comfortable. Yeah, look, I feel like I'm back at school. Yeah. <clears throat> except you wouldn't normally be facing the other students. Uh, These are cool. But I've got my notes, so we're good. Bonjour, je m'appelle Trevor. Ah, je suis Daniel. I've got nothing else. Nor do I. <laughs> Enchanté. Did you, That's uh, the best word. Did you go straight word. to the swear words like you did as a kid? That's what we did as kids, really, yeah. didn't we? I know the main ones. <laughs> um, they sound good as well. Swearing in French sounds elegant. <laughs> <laughs> we won't put them on tape. Now, last year you said to me, I want a car that's capable of taking me to the fight. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you said performance will dictate my preference because we we're talking about what you were going to do. Yeah. Two wins yeah. and then and then you switch teams. Yeah. But the four retirements were probably bigger deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was last year was a whirlwind and a lot changed through the year on and off track i guess you know on track it was i won two out of the first six races and it was like we could be on even for a, a real uh title Sorry. title fight this mm -hmm. year so everything was like going let's say to plan yep. i guess accordingly and uh and then it just kind of quickly fell apart and, and it wasn't like i wouldn't say fell apart it didn't fall apart but just struggled to i mean i didn't get another podium all year and that was oh. like crazy and penalties and problems and this and that and i was just like it just felt like a real uphill battle yeah um and then uh yeah it was like uh, uh teams were starting to announce their driver lineups mm. and everything and and uh i was just starting i don't know i just felt like i was becoming a bit um i mean it was obvious probably with some interviews i did and frustrations but at times i was just unhappy yeah and uh putting it simply unhappy because i just wanted more as far as you want to win yeah yeah so and then you, I was, it's interesting you wrote um it was a real that was a great article i think players tribune or something like that yeah. really long depth like that's an amazing piece <laughs> you said you were flying to america mm -hmm. and you were watching a movie and you put you stopped the movie because you wanted clarity yeah so what movie you were watching it's a good question <laughs> i'd be lying if i could tell you what movie i was watching see so it's the missing link in that whole puzzle <laughs> um I gotta think of the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the Gosh, clarity. You got Jocelyn the clarity got me. <laughs> at, at forty thousand feet. It's a pretty it's a pretty yeah. interesting place because you are completely isolated. You're right, there's no Wi Fi. Yeah. It's actually I I now look forward to long haul flights. Yeah. For that reason, you know, yeah. it's actually a chance to call it ten hours to switch off and to be alone. Yeah. Um and uh, it's not often these days where you can actually have that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that gave me that last bit of, I guess, clarity I needed. Yeah. And um, I went back and forth all, all year, you know, from the yeah. start of the year. I mean, the, the initial, the first Red Bull contract got put in front of me yep. in, in winter testing, or wow. as at least spoke about in of winter course, testing. Yep. So that was like, it was really all, all up until the summer, July, um, August that I was kind of going through my head scenarios and what, what, what I wanted. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it was that, I guess that was that, that final little yeah. moment. Who'd you call when you got off the plane first? Um, well, <laughs> it was, first, before I called anyone, I wanted to make sure I was like, no, I had enough time. I had enough time over the flight to, to yeah. figure it out. So, um, well, dad was the first person. Yep. And cause I, like he would never make a decision for me. You know, he's, like my parents are just there to support yep. and be good parents. Amazing. Um, but for sure, like I could kind of sense in them as well that they felt I needed a change mm. and they could see I was starting to let it beat me up a bit at times. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I told dad, I was, uh, I was like, I'm, 
going to move. Um, I'm going to go to Renault. And, uh, and he was, I, I felt he like had a bit of a sigh of relief and it was like, yeah. I really think you need this. And Which I, think, kind it's, of the I think it's a good thing. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's, um, there's reports. So yeah, that that was that was first. Oh, that's first good. person. I was hoping that was what you'd say because yeah. you, you strike me as a family guy. Mm. So I thought it was either my mum or dad. Yeah, and then it's like, if dad is like, no, like you're crazy, you go on a flight. I, I don't know. I'd probably yeah, I'd just go somewhere else. And be like, all right, they've got anything. But no, I I guess it's that little bit of reassurance. So there's reports going around that in that Netflix documentary that's coming out that Christian in the because it's obviously like a behind the scenes fly on yeah. the wall thing. That Christian says at some point during it that you. Uh, you, you left because you, you're running from a fight with Max. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Um, all right, so firstly, I and I'm sure he's probably not the only one to have that opinion. So I can see how people might want to think that or, or say that. Mm. Um, and look, everyone has an opinion and, and that hasn't been pulled out of nowhere. So like, what it is what it is. Yep. Um, I obviously say, no, not true. Um, I love a good fight and... I, it was more about, put it this way, it's about me than Max, and it was about me, um, a lot of reasons, but one one which I've stated a few times, and I think pe- some people will understand it, but I was at Red Bull for five years, I was at Red Bull, Jeez. they'd won four world titles, yep. and I joined straight after that. So in five years, looking you know, from that first year, I'm like, okay, in five years, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna win a world title, like that's, it's gonna happen. Mm. Um, it didn't. We never really got close. Got close. Yep. And I'm not like I'm not. It's I'm not saying that's. I'm not bitter about it. It's just it's what happened, and yep. that was the the, 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 fact, the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was now okay. We're gonna try and rebuild a new chapter with with Honda, and I just I saw there was more risks for me staying and that project failing again yeah. so to speak I mean yeah. their, their expectation is to win that's it same level of and risk as there is you coming here yeah and I was just like my the ability for me to become more frustrated in this environment is I just saw it as too high and I just don't want to be that kind of unhappy yeah. bitter person that's just like always oh, what could have been or if only I joined Red Bull in 2013 yeah, that yeah. sort of thing so I was like I, I need to move on so it wasn't about Max I understand how some people might think that but they're I'll just say they're wrong but needless to say we it'll be pretty good to beat him on track at some point this yeah. year, right? Yeah. That'd be a good it's, feeling. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We, we I, I'm also very aware we got like work ahead of us, but I don't expect this transition to be easy. Yep. Um, I knew it wouldn't be easy answering these questions. I knew it wouldn't be easy <laughs> trying to build this team to the next step, but I'm like really motivated for that challenge. And that's, I don't know, there was just something in it which really, um, I guess, inspired me and I was just, attracted to yeah. to something within this. <laughs> so if you go through, a, by my reckoning, Liuzzi, Verne, Vettel, Kvyat, Verstappen, now Hulkenberg, teammates. Yep. Is, is Hulk like probably the most chilled of them all? or Because you seem to get on really well. Yeah. Um, I guess he's pretty chilled. Like I actually haven't worked that much with him at the moment, but initial impressions, I would say he's chilled and that's for a few reasons. The, the main one's probably that he's, it's not his first rodeo. He's been doing this longer than I have. Yeah. He's been around the block. So he's, He's kind of like he knows how it works, yeah. And it's like he's got his way of doing things, and that's that's how it's going to be. And that way is just yeah, like I'll get on with the job. Is so. the team completely fresh to you, or did anyone come across? Like, are you literally learning everyone, or is there uh, anyone familiar? Yes, yeah, I'm learning everyone. <coughs> so the chief engineer, Kyron, he actually he used to be at Red Bull. So my very first test at Red Bull, 
he was, he was my there. engineer because that was Mark Webber's engineer at the yeah, time. Right, so I yeah. took like his crew um, for that test, and so he engineered me like my first proper F1 test. So um, he so he oversees the whole engineering department yeah. now. So I don't work one on one, one, with, on one him, with him, but, but he's uh, yeah, I can definitely. Uh, I've, I've worked with him before. So he, he's the main guy I could relate to yep. from that. Um, otherwise, everyone else is, is pretty much new. There's a couple F3 mechanics right. that I used to be, used uh, be to on my team at Carlin. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So th there's got to be a lot of pressure in Melbourne now because, again, two years ago, I asked you Melbourne or Monaco. Uh, yeah. You said Melbourne. Yeah. You've already ticked off the Monaco box. Yeah. Um, but it's obvious. It, I mean, it's, is it obvious to say that, you know, we're not talking about winning in, in Melbourne. We're talking about getting solid results mm -hmm. throughout the year, starting in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's like that's hard to say as a racer and as a racer that hundred percent still believes it's capable of winning. Does it annoy you I say that? Like, so, would you prefer I um, said, can you win in Melbourne? No, like, because then that's just a bit probably naive yeah. um, or uneducated <laughs> to put that's it. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so that's like, so you're very, you know, you know what's up, and that's that's it. And I see this as yes, I want it. Like I said, like. I want to. I want to win yesterday. So yeah. to to know that I'm not even going to win tomorrow, so to speak, is not easy. But I definitely feel this is. It was the best place that I had looking for my future. Yeah. If that makes sense, and I believe we will win. Last it's, year's it's car wasn't unlikely going to be in Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be that <laughs> yeah, soon yeah, yeah. Um, because the gap to the top three is is big, and you can build a new car in three four months and do good work, but. But that's now that next step. China proves that a, a, a good car can become a winning car just through other incident strategy. Yep. So anything's possible. 100%. I'm not saying it's impossible, yep. but like for like, we're not going to have the speed in the next three yep. weeks. It's, it's going to be a process, which yep. hopefully doesn't take years, but it's going to take a few months for sure. Do you ditch the West Coast Eagles and go to Richmond now because of the colours? So it's funny. I, I was completely oblivious to that and then someone brought up the other the other day like oh so how's it feel being in richmond colors i was like <laughs> i didn't even think of that so uh no nah, it's all because funnily enough west coast good. colors are very similar to red bull in a sense there's a bit of there's a bit oh, of a like bit for of like there. yeah yeah but no, this is right. i'm not going to change my footy team come on oh, yeah, you're going to walk around like this in melbourne <laughs> that's right <laughs> so um there's my a bit of blue there's a bit of blue there that's right my concern about the uh the colors as a fan mm -hmm. what do you think the melbourne Australian Grand Prix organisers should do for fans? Should they put a charity bin at the gate for all of the Red Bull gear? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people have got the gear and they shouldn't be walking around anymore, surely. Yeah, all the gear and no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you're still I mean, nice look, to if, them. You're, if still, they, you're still giving autographs to yeah, people wearing last year's no, shirts. Of course, of course. Um, I think a charity bin at the gate. Put it this way. Know, if I see any Red Bull shirts in Melbourne, I'll assume that they're my shirt from last year and that's cool so that's any red bull shirt i, I see i'll think it's mine the, so the it's fans right. need to hear you say if you see red bull shirts in melbourne we assume you're supporting max <laughs> no, no it's all right support who you want <laughs> but yeah uh if you are gonna get rid of them yeah don't burn them like it's not like that we've Just all thought about it but no that's crazy good samaritans and then get yourself some uh black and yellow <laughs> in that players tribune article you also talked a great story about you know the early days karting going through some tough times getting a coach and the story about him forcing you out on the track and uh, mm -hmm. you know saying you have to go and wish your wish your opponent luck yeah so in melbourne who do you make a beeline for with that mentality um i think i just stand at the front of the grid 
and each car I walk past, hopefully it's not too many, yeah. but each car I walk past who's in front of me, I just step on their front wing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a written rule where. Like, <laughs> well, we could we could probably <laughs> test that. Well, um, I don't know. I'll. It's a good question. Max is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, the method is head, right? Yeah. So rule changes are twenty nine. We'll see where I qualify, then I'll. I'll, I'll You'll make a decision. Yeah. So every year there's rule changes. Um, for whatever reason but this year the idea is to make the racing closer the wings all that kind of stuff yep. it's only testing it's not like you're doing wheel to wheel stuff here but is there any sense yet that you think that, that will happen closer racing um, I got to follow a car last week I think we're on different fuel loads mm. I was coming up quite a bit quicker so for that I could stay closer and I was like oh the effect seems a bit less but I don't know it wasn't like for like so to speak so I'd like to think there's going to be a small difference it's not going to be a night and day difference. Because right. um, the, like, the idea is that because the wings are more simplified, you can get closer and it doesn't completely ruin your whole aero package. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think, forgive me if I'm going to speak completely out of here and just sound like an idiot, but the, the wake that comes off the front wings, yeah. I think it then disturbs the car behind. It's, it's all messed up air. And so I believe, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm going to dig a hole for myself. But it should become more simple that the air is less disturbed, so the car that follows has less of a negative, negative impact. impact. Something like that. Sounds good anyway. Have you thought about Believe anything? it. What, what would you do if, to, to F1 rules? If, I mean, they've got to change again in a couple of years. They're pretty much yeah. defined. But what do you think are the couple of things that need to change, potentially, either um, to make it better for fans or for drivers, or both? Um, I think that's a big one. Is So I don't know how, again, maybe this front wing is the we'll solution. Um, if it's a more exaggerated version of that, you know, down the line. But yeah, that, that's the main thing is, I mean, we can be quicker than the car in front and we'll catch them. But then it's like, as soon as you get quite close, you lose that speed advantage you yeah. had. And then you get stuck in there, dirty air, as we call it. Then your tires overheat. So there's a few things. I think the tires could be better in those conditions. So I don't know if that's through thermal. We've talked about it a bit, but again, that's for the tire guys to figure out. But so there's probably something with the way the, the tires respond, yeah. um, but also, yeah, so following a car is, is a big one. DRS has been good for F1. Yep. I think that definitely has allowed you to, if not overtake, get closer, send it, exactly. Um, I think the cars look awesome now, that mm. they're like wide and big. The downside is the tracks haven't got wider or bigger. Right. So it does mean there's less room on the track to overtake. And I know it's not much, but Makes a difference, it, is, yeah. it is making a bit of a difference. So, we're not going to set lofty goals for Melbourne. What is your goal for 2019? Like, if you're going to tick a, tick a box at the end of the year, yeah. what makes you go, that that worked, that was good? Um, I think definitely to... I don't have a position in my head, yep. you know. Um, and the fact is, until I'm first, I'm probably never going to be satisfied. So, yeah. I haven't, like, set a position. Um, I want to make inroads on those top three, those yep. big three teams. So whether that means we've caught them by half a second or whether we, I, I don't even expect to get into that top three um, this year, I'd love to, but I know, as I said, that gap is quite big now. So if we just make inroads, I'll be satisfied. Um, and I want to feel like I've had a positive influence on this team. Yep. That I'll be, I'd be very happy with that. Because that leads on to 2020. Yeah, exactly. And I want them to feel like, I obviously want to feel like it was the right decision for me, but I want them to feel like they're, let's say investment in me into the team yeah. has been worthwhile and he's really had a positive influence and he's driven the team you know to, to that next level 
I get to review cars, it's fun to go from car to car to car. What's the difference? I know it's obviously months of difference between them, but when you mm -hmm. sit down in a Renault F1 car for the first time, yeah. is it just the steering wheel that's different because it's so complicated? Or when you get out and you're in a, like does it feel different to drive? What's the difference it's, between one and one F1 car and another? Uh, so it's more, it's probably more the comfort and controls that feels more different than the actual handling, handling and yeah. characteristics. Um, because like comparing it to the Red Bull, what the car is doing, like you always want more grip. Like there's no car that's perfect and you always want a bit more grip at the rear. That's kind of just how it works. So yep. I feel like I'm asking for the same things. Okay, maybe the Red Bull, I can just come off the brakes a bit earlier and carry a bit more speed, whatever. But it's not handling completely different, but it's more my seating position, the steering wheel, yeah. just e even, I don't know, like, uh, it's, it's mainly the switches, but maybe the steering wheel is, is a little bit higher or a little bit lower, and that feels more weird right. or different than the way the car is actually yeah. balanced on the track. And you don't you can't really test and you that get, in the sim either. Not really, but yeah. you get used to it. You know, I remember the first day last week testing, I was like, oh, pedals feel too far away, steering wheel feels too high, headrest isn't quite right. And they were like, jeez, what by, about this lift? By the end of the week, though, they're like, all right, so we're going to change this, this this next week, we can get these new parts for you. I was like, oh, maybe that's all right now. Okay, we'll still change that, but you just get used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So it's it's all good. So two years at, at Renault, um, there's massive rule changes at that point. I'm mm -hmm. assuming Daniel has plans to continue in F1 long after that. Yeah. What what do you set yourself as a as a long-term goal? How many years is an F1 career for, for, for you as you stand um, today? I think that's it's going to be very much up to probably my level of success in the sport in terms yeah. of, if I can be competitive, I I'm, don't want to speak for Lewis, but I think if he hadn't had a world championship winning car the last few years, he may have said goodbye a couple yeah, of years right. ago. So it's the drive if to I'm win winning is, is a bigger part of anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if I'm winning or, or again making progress and getting closer and having a sniff, then I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going um, without putting a timeline on it. And one of the things you said to me last year was. Uh, about like who played you in a movie and you talked about the movie not ending at your world championship because you didn't want that to be the end so let's say world championship in uh, say however many years yeah. and then you move on to something else do, do you see a racing career after f1 like i don't know nascar and um, duros or do you think eh? early like earlier a few years ago i would have said yes um but at this stage i'm thinking about it less yeah. like i'm like I, I feel if i put everything into f1 by the end of it, I'll probably be quite burnt Thanks, out yeah. and done with race cars. So I would I would confidently say that I would at least take some time off yeah. after F1. Like I wouldn't jump into another category yeah. straight away. Yeah. Otherwise I'm like, well, I might as well just stay in F1. Like it's the yeah. pinnacle. So yeah, um, ideally I tick all my boxes here and then say, see you, catch you later. Yeah, start <laughs> mountain biking and yeah. throwing around the place. Do something else. Bang, you got to take a supercar around the Bathurst 1000 at some point, don't you? Yeah, like, track. that's a thing I know, like, and I, I would love to. Um, again, I, yeah, it's, we'll see, we'll see. The more years I do of this, I still love it, but it is, it is tiring, and I feel like every year gets busier and busier, um, whether it's on or off track, so... Again, if I do it right and tick all the boxes and, and create something for myself as well outside of racing, yep. then I hopefully won't feel the need to keep racing 
you know, at 40 years old. But. Quick fun things, deserted island, three things, what are you taking? Um, music, so like iPod, I guess. No, um, I think iPod and headphones is probably two things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in that case, iPod and headphones. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it's one left. Yeah. Um, fishing rod. Yeah. You gotta eat. <laughs> now our music tastes differ greatly, but best song of all time? Oh Jesus, you can't say that. Yeah I can. Oh wow. Um A song that is very close to me for for a long time, from yep. a young age, was uh, Mr. Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan. How are so, you? Uh so it's it's kind of nostalgic I was dad used to have that album in his car um, and like when I was a kid I'd spend the weekends with him whether he's at yeah. work or whatever and you know it'd just be kind of on repeat yep. and uh, I remember I just used to be able to sing every word of that song so that reminds me of just like the early days and just yep. being with dad and just like before before things got <laughs> complicated, <laughs> yeah. oh, complicated and then uh, the same thing favourite TV show of all time oh one Tree Hill. One Tree Hill? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, well, that that was a big, like, so when I moved to Europe, yeah. that was like, I was obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was, I guess I was young, whatever, but I remember, like, I was quite, I could relate to a lot of things weirdly about that show in terms of a lot of their, like, they used to have, like, these real quiet little quotes and it was, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Anyway, One Tree Hill, and I kind of—I've always had a crush on Sophia Bush, and then uh, oh, Breaking Bad's hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah. You followed up with Better Call Saul. Mm, on the Another plane, thing. I watched it a few times. Couldn't quite get there. Okay. Yeah, but, but uh, maybe I never gave it a proper chance. But Breaking Bad was—it's just legit. as slow as Breaking Bad. You've really got to go episode. See, go, I didn't think it was that slow. In. Everyone's like it's slow. Breaking Bad's not a one episode. You can't watch one. You got to watch a couple yeah. to really get the flow. Yeah. Um, Netflix, uh, you got any recommendations for people on, on recent oh, Netflix changes? Oh, just the, the F1 documentary. Oh, it's not out yet. <laughs> Stuff you've yeah. watched. March the <laughs> 8th, people, watched. March the 8th. <laughs> um, uh, I, I watched The Sinner recently. Ozark nearly finished that. Right. Um, yeah, Jason Bateman, he's, he's the homie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and The Sinner is Jessica Bill. She's you've mentioned her before. the homie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I've I watched something else recently that was good. Am I missing an obvious one? Bodyguard on Netflix? No. Pretty good. I haven't got there. Okay. On the flight to Australia. Okay. Mate, good luck. I feel it's... Anyway, it's yeah. It's going to be irrelevant. an awesome year to oh, watch. Um, I think everyone's behind you, of course, but mm -hmm. we just hope for some I think podiums, maybe a nice little cheeky win. And, uh, <laughs> mate, China I'd was an that. epic race. Let's do it. Yeah, I know. Thanks again for the chat. No worries. You're welcome.